I am delighted to be here with you guys to tell you and share with you a little bit about the Bay Area real estate market. Talk about the home buying process. What do every one of my clients do right now? And what is the proper way of doing it? And we're going to talk about why too, right? This is not just for my own benefit. This is certainly for you guys all to also understand why is it a certain way? What is the logistics? On one end, when we talk about prices and we think about these kind of commitments, they do seem daunting and they do seem large, which it is fair. At the same time, when you actually break it down component by component, it gives people the confidence like, this is just the, how the process works. Focus on this first milestone, and then the next ones will ultimately roll through. All right. So that's uh, that's what we're going to be covering today. We're going to go from you're going to know everything you need to know and everything that I know to be able to go from an idea of buying a place, whether it's in the near future as it is tomorrow, or whether it's a year later, you'll know exactly the steps that are needed to be able to be successful. So let's do it. So I want to share with you first a few stories, right? A few examples and a few stories from many of my other clients that have been successful. So here's an example. New buyers bought a home within one month from the same home buying framework. They actually moved in a month later. They, we sat through a strategy call. It was a very seamless experience. And these are all public testimonials that you can find of, of me on public websites. They are very gracious enough to post it. So very, very happy for them. But as you can see, it can go as quick or as slow as one would want because it's all the fundamental few key steps. Another example, a client actually bought a quadplex in San Leandro for 5% down. Did you know you can do this? Right? There's a lot of myth that people think you need to put 20% down and you have a ton of money have to have crazy good credit score to be able to buy. The reality is, well, you just need to understand your available options and then come up with a game plan accordingly. We'll talk about that. But this is a congratulations to them. They are just an individual. One of the individuals just lives in one of these other units. And they have three other tenants, right, that are helping pay for his mortgage while he is living in a quadplex with less than 5% down. Another one, another person, uh, they were not successful with working with three other realtors beforehand. But really, as soon as they were able to connect with myself. We were able to establish a game plan, understand the situation, and then ultimately be ready to go. And what I love about this one is this little, um, this, uh, this little comment here. There are multiple instances where we literally wondered how he was always just a minute away from responding to our texts and emails, no matter what time of the day. The, the aspect of work ethic, the aspect of this, always being on top of things. I'm really, really proud of that kind of a workaholic, but as you can see, they work with a lot of other realtors and just haven't had success. And it's no real fault of them. It's not a fault to necessarily the other agents. Is that, but at the same time, there's a lot of things that I do that's very data-driven, backed by facts, and just repetition, right? A lot of this is based off of just more and more practice. And the more and more you do things, just like anything, the better you are at it. So, for example, if you are playing sports, I play tennis. If you only touch the racket one day a year, you're only going to be so good as to that. I mean, you could read all you want, but there's obviously limitations. But if you're doing that day in and day out, every single week you're doing it, then that's where like you build up combination of skill and knowledge. And these are the things that keep adding up. So who is this presentation then for? 
there's a lot of different people that are on this call as we speak. And there'll be many people that'll be looking for this insights. So number one, you may be a home buyer that's looking to buy your home for the best bang for your buck, but you're kind of overwhelmed or intimidated, whether it's by housing prices, whether it's by just all the news that you hear out there. We're going to talk about that. Next, you want to build equity in your personal net wealth. You understand that real estate is a important vehicle, right? For you to divest your own investments, but you also know like evidently real estate has certainly continued to go up over an extended period of time. You want to know like best practices, right? Like you're not, you're not the first home buyer that is ever buying a house. There isn't any like new innovations on this side of things, but there is a, a, a process in place to be successful. So what works, what doesn't work, and why does it go a certain way? Maybe you're already browsing, right? That's one of the fun and, and, and interesting things these days when it comes to real estate. Most people are going to be browsing for homes, whether they're going to go to an open house or they're going to go to a, uh, they're going to look on Zillow and Redfin before they even talk to a realtor. So maybe you've already done that and you're like, wow, okay, these look kind of interesting, but I think I probably need to talk with somebody that actually knows what they're doing so that I'm actually doing the right steps before wasting too much time looking in areas. So those are all common. Or in last but not least, very, very common in the Bay Area, you're tired of paying rents and rents continue to increase. So you may have all heard that the Bay Area market has actually declined, which is a real thing. But why did it decline? It meant there's a lot less buyers out there. But where do those buyers go then? The buyers go to rent. And that's why you actually see rent prices continue to increase all across the board. And that's not a fun thing, especially it's just going to a landlord's pocket. Right. So these are all common reasons. Now, if there's any other reasons that I didn't bring up, leave in the comments below. I'm happy to go over that too. Um, but I, I, I'd be happy to hear like why you may be even interested in this in this session. Now let's talk about the team. So I'm very happy. I have a very supportive wife. Um, so we are very rare Bay Area natives. We've been here for a very long time. We are a husband and wife uh, leadership team. So I previously was in tech. I was a software sales manager and someone that did business development for a decade before I got into real estate. Uh, to give you an idea, all the things that we're going through now is backed by the uh, success of us helping a lot of people. So last year in 2022 alone, we helped over 80 clients with their moves all over. And so we have fine-tuned this. We keep seeing what is actually working so that everyone will have a better experience as they go through this. My wife uh, moved from accounting. So she was an accountant for a long time. And then now she's our in-house lender to make it easier for all of you that are watching or anyone that works with us. We continue to grow our team. We now have nine members as part of our team. So we're very thrilled uh, to keep that going. We're planning to double that this year too. That's the plans that we have. And then we always come up with a lot of content and a lot of helpful tips. So if you have a moment, feel free to subscribe if you haven't already on YouTube. You just type in my name, you'll be able to find me or connect on Instagram. You can see what I do like on a daily basis. We have a whole lot more things that we do on a daily basis, some entertaining, but it's also an easy way to get in touch with myself, not just real estate related on, on Instagram, just, but also my, some of my personal life and activities. All right, so let's talk about the core concept. The core concept is there is so much information out there, but there's just so much just clickbait headline articles too. You may have all seen it, whether you've seen it on LinkedIn, that's being magnified, 
of all the things that are happening, or obviously you see it through traditional media. So on one end, you have Google, Microsoft, Amazon, and other tech companies have laid off more than 70,000 employees in the last year. Very, very dire news, right? And that's, you may have heard this over and over again. You're going to hear this even more. But on the other end, did you know that the job market added 517,000 people? So you're like, wait a second. I thought the world was ending. I thought everything was crashing. I thought nothing was surviving. But wait a second. This job market had added 517,000 people. Very confusing, right? Like there's certainly confusing thoughts of it. Other confusing thoughts. The Fed keeps increasing interest rates to, to combat inflation. But did you know that in, in interest rates have actually declined already for four months in a row? Interest rate increases from the Fed does not mean an increase in interest rates for you as a borrower. A lot of it is about future expectations of where they're likely to be, right? So a lot of the concerns are now behind us. Now, may the concerns come up again? Maybe, but the market is not thinking it that way. And so that's why when you still see the Fed increase the rates, now obviously by much less than it was before, that's why the rates right now are way less than it was four months ago. Because four months ago, if you remember at that time, that's when inflation was still going crazy and they were still increasing rates very rapidly. That's like the that's what really happens. And so a lot of people don't realize we're we're 1% less than the peak already. And it's continued to either be fairly flat, as you can see, it's been fairly flat for a whole month, and actually more of a modest decline, which makes it easier for people to really get into the market and to know their, their options here. Right. So that's that's part of it. Next. Did you know that home prices have declined? Right. So the Bayer is not immune to these things. Right. Just because rates are higher doesn't mean like all of a sudden we can just be protected and nothing gets impacted. Look at all assets. Right. Look at the market. Look at real estate. Look at stocks. Look at crypto. Absolutely demolished. Right. Like all of them get impacted when you have higher rates, because then people can then instead of putting their money into these assets, they can put it into some that are safer. Hence, like treasury yields and bonds. So make no mistake, prices have already declined between 16 to 23%. The reason I put a range is because it depends on the locations. And it also depends on the type of asset that you're looking at, like a condo, townhome, single family. But even condos have been down 16%. Single family has been down 23%. So it has already come down. We are, no, we are nowhere close to the top. And that's important for people to understand like where we are right now. Now, because of these things, though, because of interest rates declining, because prices have already declined, that leads us to maybe why you're, you're even here on this call. Like, why spend 30 minutes, 45 minutes on a weekday evening to be on this call? The reality is people are all re reassessing, right? Mortgage demand is now much increased than previous months because it makes sense, right? Your, your, your rent has not decreased your the prices have dropped so it makes it more affordable relative speaking interest rates have dropped makes it more affordable and so those are like the things and people are reassessing does it make sense to still keep renting the other news that i don't actually have on this slide is that there is a lot of people that are coming back to the bay area right so there's actually a lot of people coming back so a, a major some more announcements, right? 
you have Lyft, you have Uber. You may not have known. They're all back in the office. Apple, three days a week, right? So you have a lot of these big companies that as they are tighter when it comes to their uh, employee base, they realize a lot of things are lacking and they want people back in the office. So you actually see a lot of people returning back, much more than the reverse, which has happened over the last couple of years. I see it for myself because my YouTube channel, I get people from all over the country that are moving because of work reasons. They don't have flexibility, nor do they necessarily need or have the interest of that. The beautiful is certainly a very, very nice and beautiful place to be. So those are the things that are actually happening. Now, I don't suspect that prices are going to go crazy or anything like that, but I would also be surprised if it continues to decline the same levels that we saw last year. So hence why people are taking advantage and getting back into to, to get into the market. And that's why you may be here at this seminar. So let's talk about the process. Step one, not looking at homes. That is not the first step. The first step is to decide whether this is the right time for you personally. I cannot do that for you. It's on you. Now, you may want to elect to wait a few more years. That's up to you. You may, you may be paying years of more rent to wait there. Your kid may be growing during that time. Like These are all things that are going to happen whether you're wanting it or not, right? That's the reality. But it is on you and what you want to do. Number one, the lender will want to see work history. So for those that have been working and have a stable income, this is a this is important for them. Now, there are many other ways to get loans that are just non-traditional. So, but generally it's a lot easier, especially a lot of people in the Bay Area, maybe W-2. You just need to have a little bit of work history. Now, there are many, like I said, there are many hidden things about this too, whereas like doctors, they don't actually have to work uh, as in they don't have to be a, a, an MD to be able to qualify. There's a lot of these other stipulations. So if anything's in doubt, don't try to guess it. Just reach out. We'll figure it out and we'll understand it within a matter of a day. Next, liquid assets. How much money do you actually need for down payments? There are many options out there. You can start with as little as 3.5% down, which is called an FHA loan. The benefit of FHA loan is right now, prices have declined, but the loan limits have increased. So you may be eligible for something like this. Uh, so that is a viable option for people to start with. And uh, that's the example that I brought up earlier, right? A, a client uses a similar type of loan, very low money down to buy a multi-unit, which as you increase the number of units, you actually increase that dollar amount. So those are some things to be mindful of. Next, credit score, right? Credit, there's a, everything has a range. So whenever you see interest rates publicly, that's going to typically be the best case scenario, which means you're the max bracket of credit scores. So that's just something to be mindful of, along with putting them a very high amount of down payment, usually 20% plus. Now, anything lower means you're a little bit more of a risk to the lender. Nothing right or wrong with that. The lender has to assess their risk, and that's why the rates are lower or higher if you're using less money down. But credit score is very important, right? So if you already know you're a year out, fix your credit score. Get that cleaned up as soon as possible because that will help you get better rates, better options, and pay less on a monthly basis. The last but not least, incredibly important, is timing. Do you plan to be in the Bay Area for a couple of years? Do you have reserves in case, in case there is a layoff or unfortunate events happen, 
right? What is your motivation for moving to begin with? You got to ask yourself this first before you want to decide on whether this is the right journey to go on, right? If any of these things are yeses, then it's probably a good idea to continue on with the presentation, but to keep going on and going through the journey. So as you can see, nothing is about the home itself. Number two, still not about the home itself. As you can see, the home search is not even close, is not even there yet. Step two is get, now you get pre-approved. You have your thoughts. Let's get it done. Let's have a lender check and let's have a lender confirm that all those thoughts that you had are true. Whether you thought you had a good credit score, you had a good income, you want to buy up to X, your motivation is there. Get this done. It doesn't take long for lenders to do this, but it's important to do because you want to know what can you buy up to? And then also what are you comfortable in buying up to? Right? Like these are very important things. And so the reason for that is because every area, we had several, several guests here, right? San Jose, Menlo Park. Uh, there was, I think, another in Pleasanton uh, in the Tri-Valley, right? Like they're all very different price ranges. And there's just different types of homes there, right? I mean, Pleasanton has a lot more newer homes-ish than places like majority of San Jose, so every area, whether it's condo, townhome, or single family, will have a band of prices. So when you know your what you can buy up to, you will then know, okay, can I still look in this area or not? Or do I just look at the this, this city nearby? So this is very, very important to know because once you know your dollar amount, then we can start looking at the other variables, which will be location and the type of home that you can possibly get in that location, right? Because that's when the house hunting really begins. Now you can now you can reopen your app on Zillow or reopen your app on Redfin or any of the plenty of sites that people use to look at homes, right? And that's where myself would also be more applicable now. This is where we actually have the real strategy call because I will ask you and I will learn from you. What are you looking at? Like, what do you want to do? Uh, what what price are you comfortable enough to? What areas are okay with you? And what kind of home do you want? From there, we will then see within a matter of minutes, is that a realistic search or not? If it isn't, then we will look at some other areas. I will suggest some other areas. Maybe you're not okay. Your budget doesn't work in Pleasanton anymore. So maybe look in Livermore, right? Livermore is significantly less than Pleasanton. But it's important to be realistic of options. Do you change your parameters, right? This is where we have a very open and honest conversation of budget and expectations. Right? Do we make modifications? Or it could be you've done enough research, it's pretty good, and it is accurate, it's confirmed. Now we can actively look and actively start touring homes. Right? So at that point, we start touring homes. We can look at homes together. You can kind of look out on your own. But eventually, as you start seeing homes that are within the, your budget and range, then we can start thinking about making an offer. Now, in the Bay Area, and actually, really in the Bay Area, we do a lot of due diligence before we think about making an offer, right? We don't just come in, okay, I like the house. I'm just going to give you 900000 or whatever they're asking for. No, 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 no. Before we do that, we got to look at all the paperwork of the home. So in the Bay Area, and I prefer this, is that all the reports and everything we need to know about the home is going to be there in advance. So anything that's done by the sellers, anything that's uh, an inspection, like inspection reports, Anything about the area and community, like any hazards, any uh, 
uh, just just any maybe HOA documents, right? If it's in a community, how is the health of the HOA? Are they under litigations, right? These are all the due diligence that we will be doing before we even think about making an offer. Then we will also decide, okay, what is a fair but competitive offer price? We will be looking at not just how they list it, what the competition looks like, but also what are other homes that have sold nearby? And I will always be able to easily pull that for you. Once you, we, we think about this, then there's a bunch of these different variables that we'll have. So the close of escrow day is basically how long it takes to own a home. Now, if you're buying with a loan, it's going to take usually 30 days to close on a home because that's when like the lenders have to process all their paperwork and, and handle, it's just process the paperwork, getting what they call as an appraiser route to value the home. So it takes you 30 days. So if you were very lucky and you got an offer accepted today, it'll take you 30 days on average to move into the home. So it gives you an idea on timing wise. Terms, who pays for what? Are there any contingencies that are required or needed? What's the competitive situation, right? These are all things that'll be discussed case by case. And the last but not least we talked about, which is price. And we certainly look at all those variables of competition, anything on the disclosures that could be a negative, but also what other homes have sold for to be able to make a compelling offer price. So when you make an offer, what happens? The seller is on the other side. They will then have three different options. They can accept your offer. Congratulations, you're moving forward to next steps. They can reject your offer. Sorry, price is too low. I don't even want to deal with you anymore. Or I have other bids. We're just going to accept another bid, reject yours, move on. Or they can give you a counter. And it could be a multiple counter, right? They could have several different people that made an offer. And they're going to give everybody another round or another chance to clean it up and make it better. So these are all the different ways that can that they can respond. And so this is why it's very important. When you make an offer, you want to be content, good or bad, whether you get it or not, right? You always want to put your best foot forward because you may not have a chance to get countered. They may just say, look, it's not good enough. There's another offer. They, they're giving us what we want. We're going to accept it. It's my job to help you and advise you from a probability perspective, what are your chances of, of winning and getting this? So I will help you with that. But at the end of the day, it's always your choice to decide and just always be able to live with the results, whether they are good or bad. Next, now your offer is accepted. Congratulations. So what exactly happens? Like, What is this escrow period? So when you're in contract, that's called you're now in escrow. And what escrow period means is you're, you got to process the loan. You got to get, you got to get it from your, your signed contract into you owning it. So the very first thing is you need to have liquid capital. Most homes in the Bay Area is going to be 3% that's liquid in terms of deposit. So if it's a million dollar home, that's $30,000. That needs to be liquid. It cannot be in a stock account because if you sell stocks, it takes time and then you, and then you need to move it over. That's too much time. So your 3% needs to be liquid. It needs to be in cash, basically. So it needs to be liquid. If you get your only when you get your offer accepted is when you move it. You don't need to wire it every time you make an offer, only when an offer is accepted. And really what happens during this th whole 30-day period is that the, the lender is processing all the paperwork. So they will be asking for all the documents if they haven't already, but they may be re-asking for it. They'll be sure they're going to re-ask again at the end when you're about to close. So don't be shocked that like, why are you asking for me for the same docs? It's just a big part of 
their due diligence to make sure you're still working the same company, things like that. At the same time, they're also going to order a third-party company, which is called an appraiser. An appraiser is a third-party individual that will do, do their own valuation of the home, and then you will have a appraisal value of what you can get loan a loan up to. It gets a little bit more complicated, but um, high level, we would always talk about what are the potential risks, if, if any. And that is one of the benefits of a down market. Think about this. If you were doing an evaluation and we're in a down market, the benefit is for many hometown buyers, you can actually, you, don't, you have much less of an appraisal risk. And why is that? If you look at history, history tends to show you that prices are actually higher. That's why it's a down market, right? So you have, so the valuation tends to be better than maybe what even you bought it for. But if we were in a year ago when we were in a rising market, that's when there's a lot more risk of it not appraising because you had to go above what others had sold for to even have a chance to win. But if you look at history, history was down here and your price was up here. So there are always some pro and cons with all circumstances, but in a down market, one of the pros is winning with less money down, less bidders out there, but also much less appraisal risk because prices are not rising. So those are, those are the things. And we're almost to the end. What's next? Step six, do a final walkthrough, right? Do a final walkthrough. So you should do a final walkthrough in your new home before you close. Even if you're 100% committed to the property, you do want to make sure, is it in a similar condition as it was before, right? Just make sure there's no other things left behind, some last minute things that the seller may have forgotten. It's natural, right? I mean, some people are moving their entire lives out. And so it may be natural where they may have forgotten something and uh, they just need a reminder. And so we always want to do that. But you also make sure that like, nothing crazy happened. Right, no massive hole is in the house that wasn't there before. Different things like that. Next, we are there. Step number seven, close the sale. Congratulations, you made it to the final step. And ultimately what happens as you close is that a few things. It's going to feel very rushed at the, at the final week. That's just normal. And why is that? Because the lender is going to be asking you to reconfirm a bunch of things. You're going to be asked to actually sign a bunch of like, physical things. So this is going to be called a, a notary signing. So you need your, your, your fingerprints. You need to show a bunch of ID. It's going to take about an hour to sign all this paperwork about transferring ownership from the, from the seller to you. All right. So there's a lot of paperwork and a lot of things that one needs to prep for. And last but not least, you're going to be wiring the remaining amount of your funds. So if you're putting 20% down, you put 3%, as I mentioned in the beginning, your remaining 17% needs to then be wired plus any sort of applicable closing costs, which will be a breakdown that's going to be dictated by the county and area. Generally, closing costs, you can factor it all together, one to one and a half percent. That's kind of a, a, a good range to think about. That's the closing cost. Now, on the buy side, there is no cost for using realtors like myself. So there is no cost of that breakdown at all. The cost of realtors are always on the seller's side as they are paying whoever gets in contract with them. So there's, when working with me, there is no cost that you will be incurring on your documents as a buyer. All right, so that kind of wraps it up. So why choose us? Uh, you'll get access to our exclusive VIP Home Buyers Program. Well, it is that, it's our exclusive direct conversations. There may be some different off-market opportunities. 
You get direct access with ourselves to continue to work together. As I as I mentioned, I'm available all the time. I'm I'm virtually available all the time to try to make it work and and help you along with your busy schedule. And, and I'll also be very honest and transparent as to how do we help you along with your goals. Next, like I said, we're going to be very transparent. So knowing your options and knowing your criteria and budget will help you because then you will know where you should be focusing and spending your effort and time on. That's very, very important in terms of the process and logistics. So you're not wasting time looking at areas that wouldn't work. Next, rest assured, all the information you could possibly need to feel confident will be provided. We like to provide you more information that not to say you need, but just so that there's no doubt, right? This is a big move for, for all of you. It's a big move when I first made that move. At the same time, it's part of the goals as to why you even sat through this presentation and why you want to go through it. So the always understanding if things get tough is about the, it's always about like, what is the end goal is to get out of rent, settle down for a place, have a stake into the company, things like that. This home buying program actually continues to get changed. So if I do this again in six months, it may be changed because the market may change. So we keep adjusting this and we keep adjusting our strategy with what is actually happening with the market because the game does change. Many American clients have used this ultimately to start building out net worth. Many have actually expanded. So many of my clients that we're working with are already on their second and third and fourth properties. And so this process can keep getting snowballed to keep growing. We're also, I'm as you can see, very data-driven. I'm born in the Bay Area, love it here. We have a lot of things on, on our YouTube channel about living in the cities. So we know every area all throughout the Bay Area very well. And last but not least, I'll say at the end, for us, the relationship does not end from there. It actually only begins. We have lots of client events every month. We have uh, festivities. We have gifts that are that are out there just as a way of thanking them and, and also and just really appreciating the support. And many of my clients still have uh, dinners on a, on a frequent basis. So that's always a lot of fun. All right, that concludes. Here are my contact details. I'll take a quick pause if anyone wants to unmute themselves or they want to type it in chat. Anything that may have missed um, or any questions that you may have. Otherwise, call or text me below and then we can go up a strategy call in terms of next steps.